Major League Soccer returns week seven as your New England Revolution take on Montreal with their gravy and french fries and cheese curds. Poutine versus discount chicken tenders in our house Saturday night, 730. Get it out of your head. It wasn't as bad. Yes, it was. It was terrible. Drop two points. We're down to third. We should be in first place. Because I said so. We have a packed show coming up next with Mega Soccer Dad. Lost two points at home. Because of terrible substitutions. Lack of depth on the bench. Nacho Heel, stock rising. Tommy Mack, stock rising. Unfortunately, Justin Rennix, Tico Rivera, Jack B. and Esmer will be relegated to Rebs too soon. They will never see the field again. As soon as Nacho and Tommy Mack come back, those four players are gone. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective. Noel Buck, stock rising. Noel Buck can ping a ball. I've seen him. He can actually put it where it needs to be. Before we get started, it's a packed show. I have a lot to cover. I have a lot to talk about. Constant, pervasive complaining about the referees will get you everywhere in this league. Instead of having an attitude of just win, baby, you know, let's stay in first place. Cincinnati's so good. No, 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 no. No, Cincinnati is okay. The Revs are and Cincinnati are almost equal. Cincinnati might be slightly better on defense. And unfortunately, because you dropped two points, you dropped from first to third. Had you not dropped the two points, you'd still be in first. Or tied for first. Whatever. So sad. Get that out of your head. Stop asking about Veroni. We're going to talk about Veroni. Or Verioni. Or Veroni. However you pronounced it. Allagulance. Really, really, really tired of Carlos Hill constantly complaining about calls. Bruce Arena constantly complaining that VAR is no good. Just when, baby. Just like Al Davis said. That's all we care about. Otherwise, don't want to hear it. I have some complaints. I, I, McCoon. So I was in the, I was of the impression putting McCoon at the six in the diamond with Jack P on the left and no buck on the right. I, I was thinking we were going to build through the six up to the attack, but no, instead we just avoid McCoon. Don't go, don't pass it to McCoon. Just let him run back and forth between the strikers and don't put the ball into it. Just kick the ball long. If you get the ball, give it to the center back and have him kick it way up in the air. Henry Kessler. He kicks balls way up in the air. These are not being pinged. They are not dropping in the laps of creative players who can then attack. They just go up in the air. You know what? It's like Kilimanjaro rising like Olympus above the Serengeti when he kicks these balls. 
Carlos Hill's like, here comes the ball. I'm five foot five. Your center backs, get ready for it. Here comes the ball. It's now you get it with your head and get it back. Kick it away from me. Like, no, ping it like Pirlo. Noel Buck can do this. I saw it the other day. My son could do this. He could ping it. Put it on your chest or put it on your feet with either foot from either side of the field. Who is helping Henry Kessler get better at this? Give it to the six. I thought McCoon was going to be the guy who, because he can boot the ball. Like, I thought McCoon would get the ball, he would turn, and he'd put it up to the attacking. And I thought we were going to attack. Nope. I, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. But Henry Kessler needs help learning how to ping. He, these looping. I just no, but at least Noel Buck can Noel Buck can ping it. I've seen him, so Noel Buck is now the most valuable player on this team. Um, Barrero, probably, probably your best player. I'm still gonna stick with that. I said that after first podcast. I'm I'm staying with that. Probably your best player. Just not consistent. That's fine. He'll get there. But man, this diamond. I don't even get it. Like, what's the point of even having McCoon in there if you're not going to ever give the ball to the six to start the attack? Just chuck it up. the w- Just go up the wings and then chunk balls in. Yay! I don't get it. I don't understand these tactics. Unfortunately, I can only see part of the field when I'm watching on Apple TV. I can't see the whole field, so I can't see what the gaffer sees. I can only see where the camera is, so I can't see the options. I can't see the whole field. I wish I could. So I can, I'm limited as to how much complaining I can do. But we just dropped two points to New York City FC, who are okay. Eh, they're okay. They're in sixth. And we, we could have been in first, just like I said we would be. But we can't drop points like this. The substitutions. We should complain about these. Barrero goes in for Jack P. Now, again, I already said Jack P's gone. Because as soon as those other guys come back, there'll be no role for Jack P. Unfortunately. But, like, he puts in Barrero at half, and then the next sub comes at the 73-minute mark where you, you make a like-for-like like Josie for Wood. So put, a guy who scored one goal so far and has one assist uh, is being replaced by a guy who has zero goals and zero assists at 73 minutes. And then at 86, Boateng comes in for McCoon. So I don't even get that. So now we're going to start to attack. I don't I – don't, okay – I don't, I don't get it. And then at 90 minutes plus two, Farrell comes in for Buck. Buck should have been. Buck was gassed in the first half. He was gassed in the first half. Like, this is a lot of games for this kid. It's a lot of games. Like, take him out earlier. Replace him. But it, Well, we don't have anybody. I thought there'd be more depth. Apparently there isn't. We are missing an attacking defensive midfielder. And what I mean by that, somebody that can pick it like Pirlo. Put it up to the look at where Carlos Hill ends up. He ends up basically playing center back. Like he's got, he, Carlos Hill needs to be further up the field. Ping it like Pirlo. All right, that's my rant. Accurate long balls, fifty-four point six percent. I have no idea if that's good or bad. Could be good. Could be bad. I don't know. Accurate crosses, twenty-eight point eight percent. Accurate crosses, twenty-eight point eight percent. Chunking it up the side to to the fullbacks and just having them. I no, we don't even have a striker that can head these balls in. Let's go through the middle. Let's build out of the back. Let's go through the six. Let's 
And then Buck ends up having to play a ton of defense, so he can't attack. And he's he could actually like Buck. Buck's the man. I like I like Buck now. Buck can do a lot of things, but I just don't get these tactics. Don't get them. Carlos Heel one assist in six games. Whoa, he's our best player. He's amazing. Yes, he is, but he just runs around in circles. He just runs around, holds on to the ball, goes left, goes right, tries to get something, tries to create. He's had one goal. Buck has one goal. I don't know. Sort of tired of this. We need Veroni back in there. Let's go. Anyway, we should beat Montreal because discount chick contenders are better than poutine. They just are. And also some cool news. Hartford Athletic will be coming into the big house. I'm going to now call it the big house. I think it's the biggest, aside from Atlanta, maybe. No, I think, yeah, Atlanta might be slightly bigger. We have the biggest stadium in the MLS. Like, we should be excited that Hartford Athletic is coming in here with uh, their 100 fans. They're going to light the place up. It's going to be amazing. I might be there. Looking forward to that game. Hartford Athletic, baby. Let's go. We need more local competition. I love it. It's great. I don't, I'm not complaining that it's not Harvard Stadium. I don't care. I just want them to play teams that are not in MLS. I want, I want to put our best versus their best and see what happens. Let's go. But you got to get all that out of your head. Okay. All right. All right. I have so much that I had to write notes. So, so there was, a, I am going to dedicate this uh, podcast to someone who inspired me on Twitter. Um, so we were just, there was this thing like, why, why do the New England revolutions have so few Instagram followers compared to other teams? And, you know, obviously it's because we've never won and the teams that have a lot of Instagram followers are successful MLS teams that have won the cup. Like I think it was seven out of 10 of the top 10 Instagram accounts in MLS have won the cup. Uh, we have not. So we're one of the, we're one of the worst in terms of Instagram followers, but there's a lot more going on here. The, uh, the whole Instagram setup seems to be off, meaning, um, Veroni, uh, was at a Celtics game and they posted that on the Insta. And so, so our, our DP striker who doesn't even play uh, is at a Celtics game. Nobody even knows who he is, but that's the, that's like that's what you're going to post on your Insta. This guy that nobody knows who this is, and he doesn't even play for the team, and like that's that's now the face of the franchise. Okay, that makes sense. So I, I dug into this. Veroni himself actually has twenty eight thousand and well twenty eight point three thousand Instagram followers, and his girlfriend. Seems very nice. She has 1,927 Instagram followers. So if you combine those, right around 30,000. Okay. The New England Revolution, they have 121,000 Instagram followers. And the population of New England is almost 15 million. It's 14,853,290 as of a few years ago. So we're almost like 15 million. So I started digging in, like, Veroni doesn't start, he doesn't play, so what could be going on here? Justin Renix, he has 4,710 Instagram followers, but he has never posted anything, so that could be a problem if, I don't even know why he would have followers, he doesn't post anything, but people like to just follow him and not see anything, I suppose. Uh, Josie Altador doesn't have any Instagram followers because he doesn't seem to have an account, or he deleted his account. I don't know exactly what's going on. But Bobby Wood has 49,000.4 Instagram followers. So those are my, this is my theory. 
Bruce Arena doesn't have an Instagram, but somebody created a fake Bruce Arena account and has 84 followers. So I was thinking maybe Bruce Arena is deciding who plays based on their Instagram following, and Bobby Wood has has more than Veroni, so Bobby Wood starts and Veroni doesn't. And but Altador doesn't have any because he doesn't even have an account, so that can't be right because because Al, Altador goes in and Veroni doesn't. And then Renex doesn't have a lot he's been in. But um, I did some more digging. The Albanian Football Association. This is uh, this is something that Veroni has posted. They have 138,000 Instagram. They have more. The Albanian Football Association. This is a country of 2,869,000 people. They're, they're, it's a country of almost 3 million people. And they ha- their Albanian Football Association has more Instagram followers than the New England Revolution. 138,000 to 121,000. So this is, a, this is a problem. Now the Celtics, Veroni was at the Celtics game. They have 7.1 million Instagram followers. So like almost half the population of New England follows them. Now granted, that's a global brand. The Revs are not. But... 7.1 million. That's like that's like really good. Wow. But uh yeah, that theory got blown up cuz cuz technically Altador doesn't have any followers and he he plays over Veroni. So it it's probably not a good theory. But um it's a proxy for the popularity of New England Revolution soccer. So yeah. So Instagram, we need to up that game. Uh don't put a post of a guy who doesn't even play on the Insta at a Celtics game, they already have enough followers. Celtics are already popular. They have won multiple championships. So, like, we can just end that right now. Um, no, let's talk about uh, some other things. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, is that all I had to say? Yeah. Yeah, we just blew that New York City FC game. Lost two points. The tactics are terrible. There's nothing really good to talk about. Terrible. Instagram, terrible. The only thing good going on is the discount chicken tenders and meowing cats looking for food in the background. So, no, let's talk a little bit more about like what I think is going on here. Noel Buck being forced to play way too much defense. Carlos Hill forced to drop back way too much. This is nothing new. This is the way it's always been. Now, when Tommy Mack comes back, he isn't going to solve any of these problems because he's also just like a traffic cone out there, just like Houston Dynamo's uniforms. Like he's a traffic cone. So we need a six that can move the ball up from the back into the midfield. And we need to stop just chunking up the wings and crossing balls in at a rate of 28% over the, over the past six games. It's not working. And stop letting Kessler just loop the ball up into the air. That isn't that doesn't help anybody. It has to drop down where one of your players can get it, turn and attack, create. And we can't rely. We can't rely on La Bandera the entire season to be the only goal scorer. Like who is going to score goals? I I just no. But we should still be in first place. And fortunately, the East isn't really very deep and they're not very good so we're it's better to be in the east right now than to be in the west the west has better teams like if we were in the west we would not be like 
arguing to be first. Like, we would not be anywhere near first if we were in the West. But we're in the East, and Cincinnati's not even that good. They have a better defense, but they don't really... This is something else I did, which was kind of cool if I can find my notes. I do this all for you guys. Uh, Where did I write it down? I kind of went through... Let's see. My notes here. Okay. Uh... Uh, oh yeah 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 this is it this is cool so this is why i'm why i'm saying cincinnati is just okay so like goals four goals against and this and that and the other thing so they have eight goals for and i know we're playing montreal but i don't even care about montreal like we should if we can't beat montreal coming off dropping two points if we're not fired up for this then uh we deserve to drop so i'm not even i don't even care about the montreal game i'm just talking cincinnati is the team that's getting all the respect so they have eight goals for and four goals against so that's a four goal differential now the new england revolution have eight goals for as well but six against so that's a two goal goal differential so slightly better there but we did get beat up by lafc so well we're, we're not far off offensively but we, we conceded a lot versus LA. So we're not, we're right there. No, I'm just going to argue based on the data that Cincinnati's defense is probably a bit better than our defense. But we should be able to beat Cincinnati. I'm not worried. But I am worried that we can never score. But check this out 11 of the 29 teams in MLS have at least eight goals. So 11 other teams, including the Revolution, so 10 and the Revolution. 11 out of the 29 have at least 8 goals. But 22 out of the 29 have conceded 6 or more. So 22 teams have given up 6 goals just like the Revs or more. So that's that's kind of interesting. I find that interesting. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But yeah, no. Cincinnati's in first place because we dropped points. We should be in first place right now. We should. Just win, baby. All right. Enjoy the match on uh, Saturday night. Montreal Impact, or whatever they call it, FC, SC. Be looking forward to see their bright away uniforms. Maybe like a lime green or something. We can get that. I don't know. But enough with the orange. Enough with the blaze yellow. Okay, so we're going to enjoy the game. We should win this game. We should recover some points here. If we drop points again, we might consider blowing this whole thing up because it isn't going to work. Because we're not going to get help. We need to get a six that can move the ball into the attack so we can stop playing so much defense and we can involve the kids farther up the pitch, which I thought was going to happen with McCoon, like I said, but it didn't because we just ignored McCoon like he wasn't even out there. And then it looks like McCoon's terrible, but there was no attempt to even play him the ball. He just ran back and forth across the field. Go to the left, go to the right. Don't. No, I'm open. Nope, I'm not going to give you the ball. I'm just going to chunk it up. Into the air and give it back to the other team again and again and again. Terrible. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. I'm going to tell you a little story. When I was a young lad, and I said to my ma, I'm going to find that town called Foxborough Town, and it's far, far away. And that was the last time I saw my mom. And I hopped on my bicycle, and I put on my jacket, and I started my journey. And it took days, and it took weeks. But I never gave up. 
I kept going. I was never going to stop, no matter what. And then I could hear, far in the distance, the bagpipes and the muskets. Boom! And I knew I had arrived. But when I got there, what did I see? A bunch of ragamuffins. They weren't working together. And I knew right then, it was going to take all of us, if we would ever be able to say we are the champions. It's gonna take me and you look in the mirror, find that inner child who says, I'm gonna find Foxborough Town, and I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna win. And together, we will finally hoist that cup and say it proudly that we are the New England Revolution. And we're gonna start a revolution, and it's going to start now. And nobody can stop us because anything can be done when we work together and say we are not going to lose. So let's get together and let's make this happen. This is our year. This is our time. This is the New England Revolution. You and me and Mega Soccer Dad are in this together. <laughs>